0: बहुत बहुत Welcome to yet another episode of Kanuni Kisse. I was told that unconventional legal career paths are of great interest for our audience because there is not enough information about these options. Please understand that even for me, it is difficult to actually catch hold of genuine people in these unconventional fields who can impart quality information for you. First, these people are relatively low Plus, without a streak ke might not be for, our for our. And all this to see that these people are actually keen to show up for the show, so to say. What I'm saying is, uh, we are trying our best. I'm sure you are too. But wherever you are listening to this episode, I'm sure there is an option to subscribe and leave a rating. If so, please consider exercising these options as it keeps us motivated to keep the show going. Now, allow me to introduce the guest for the day. Mr. Priyan Garg. Priyan brings a unique blend of legal expertise and strategic insights to our podcast. As the Senior Manager of Practice Management at Khetan & Co., he plays a pivotal role in the legal marketing profession. Through his years of experience, he has developed a keen understanding of how to navigate the intricacies of marketing within the legal sector, taking into account the specific requirements and restrictions of the legal field. Priyan holds a degree in Law & Business Administration from MIT Law School, NOIDA and is a qualified advocate. He has further honed his skills by completing the Advanced Program in Strategy for Leaders at the prestigious Indian Institute of Management, Lucknow and is an esteemed member of the IIM Executive Alumni Network. He is not only academically accomplished but has also received accolades for his outstanding performance, including the receipt of the bronze medal and consecutive merit scholarships during his time at the MIT University. His citation for the Best in Business Acumen and Awareness and Sri Rayan Karanjawala Trophy further demonstrate his well-rounded excellence in both academics and corporate activities. I am so delighted to have Priyan on our podcast as he shares his immense wealth of knowledge and insights in the legal and business realms. Introduction ki formalities khatam. Ab enjoy kare ek amazing, thola dense, or informative episode, Jaham legal marketing, or in general, Puri industry ka ek breakdown sam jenge, or yebi janenge ke market ke trends, aapke le kese, career options pan sakte. Hai? Namaskar. Mira nam hai Abhas. I am a practicing advocate, and this podcast is a knowledge sharing initiative of my chambers to reach out to the next generation of students, lawyers, policy and leaders who are interested in understanding the law. Here you will some and some food for thought. So without further ado, let's Welcome to Kanuni Kisse, Priyan. How are you?
1: I am very well. How are you? How about you?
0: I am good too. Thank you so much for doing this. We start with the origin story. So, take me back to your early life and tell me about your childhood. Where do you come from?
1: So, hi, everyone. I hail from uh, Chandigarh, uh, where I did my schooling until class 12. I was a science student until 10 plus 2. But, you know, in any family as such, basically, when you don't get the marks which you expect to enter into good engineering colleges,
2: mm-hmm. I
1: had to find an alternative to it that's where I can step out. So it was one month before CLAT exam that I decided to join the legal world as such because I was always inclined towards something which is not the niche at that time because I'm talking about 2010. Uh, Legal profession was not a niche at that time because the only idea my parents in a family like Chandigarh had that you'll be sitting under a tree and doing notary of people wearing black Mm -hmm. and white. There was Mm -hmm. no such famous concept of corporate law firms or of corporate, because Chandigarh, though, uh, you know, it's a very small city, it's a tier two city, basically, and uh, not many people, there are aware about it, that, you know, what does corporate law entails? They can be a uh, much beyond notary services or litigation as such. Hmm. So, I get flat, obviously, with one
0: month do you have anybody in the family who has jis law, or a background that can guide kar sakhe, career counselling?
1: There was no one, to be honest enough, because both my parents are bankers. Both my parents happen to be bankers. Mm -hmm. And there was no legal background. And uh, to be honest enough, we were fortunate enough not to be in a legal litigation tangle also that I could see that uh, there were one or two uh, family uh, friends who were into legal profession. Mm -hmm. But it was limited just to basically see the fancy life. Nothing beyond that, to be honest enough. So this call basically to join the legal services came out of nowhere. And it was my dad's suggestion that, you know, you have been in Chandigarh, it's high time that we send you somewhere out, out of the comfort of your home and everything. And I was quite an introvert kid. I was Mm. quite an introvert kid who was always involved in his studies, morning school, evening tuition classes, night, again, the same drill, waking up early in the morning, studying again, going to the coaching. So it was a monotonous life, Mm. just like a plus one plus two student has it.
0: Right, right. As a fellow so, uh, plus two science student, I can totally relate to that.
1: Exactly. I gave my IT, I gave my AFLE, I gave my VIT exam, I gave my Manipal exam, I gave n number of exams. And uh, I just wanted a out of it, basically. So, I started preparing for class one month before the exam. Obviously, the rank was not that good because I was not very well versed with the integrity of it. And uh, basically, had no idea about what I'm doing. So after that, uh, Amity Law School happened. Amity Law School Noida happened. It was a private university and it happened. I joined them in 2010 and it was a new world for me altogether. Mm. And what really attracted me about the curriculum and everything was that as compared to engineering studies, the curriculum and everything was one tenth of uh, what I had studied already. So it was very easy for me to pick up on subjects. We had law contracts, we had jur- uh, jurisprudence. And other subjects, so it was very easy for me to pick up on it. Right. And I was fortunate enough to get good roommates also. One was from Chennai and one was from Bangalore. And I really saw the drive in them that they knew more than me. And what I observed was this legal profession is not only about studying your course books. Mm. That's just ten percent of the curriculum, the academic calendar you have. The entire ninety percent of it is in your extra co curriculum activities, such Mm. as mooting. Debates, writing articles, and that's where the entire journey started, where I started participating in court competition. I still remember that uh, the first court I participated and I gave my selection uh, rounds for the judge very candidly said that, I don't think you are made for this profession and you should not ever do mooting. Though after doing eight moots after that, I could uh, have smiled at that professor, but it is what it is. It's very important to take criticism very constructively in this profession because at no position like you may become the managing partner also of a law firm, you may become a senior advocate also of the profession, you will be entertaining criticism every now and then. Sure. So that's my first point to everyone, you know, in the profession that take criticism very constructively, don't be demotivated by it, people will give you criticism. No matter how bad you're doing, no matter how good you're doing, you will be facing criticism a lot. So that happened, Amelie Law School happened and... Year on year, I was fortunate enough to be a scholarship student. I used to get a uh, a bit scholarship because of uh, the academics, and I from time in, again I did a lot of mooted competitions, wrote a number of articles, got them published, participated in a so number. So can we of go one
0: by one? Because yeah. you said ten percent is curriculum, which you were you got yeah. it covered. You were doing really well in them. You were getting scholarships. The other ninety percent you yeah. said are extracurricular co-curricular activities. So amongst them, mooting... Yeah prominently featured in your schedule because you participated in on 7-8 moot court competitions. What other yeah. things constituted that and within mooting also is there a step up from say a state level to a national level to an international moot? Can you just give a brief bifurcation of all the things that you did?
1: So I'll suggest that in first year you start with your intra-college moot court competition where basically three set of people are competing against uh, your classmates only. Okay, so start from the basics, don't jump on directly on the National Moot Code competition. First, get uh, you know used to basically preparing the how do you basically read a moot code problem? How do you drive propositions out of it? How do you answer the question? How do you present in front of a jury? How do you get used to people grilling you? Because right. whatever the, the only reservation law students have it is that we will be grilled. You mm. will be grilled. And that grilling, uh, you know, there's no comparison between what happens in the real world and what happens in a mood code world. There's a lot of differences, what you do in a mood code and what you do in a practice of law as such. So I'll say that you should start with your college mood code competition, then step on on tier two, tier three cities mood code competition, then step on the uh, premier mood code competitions in the country, like tier one, like whatever national law schools organize or prominent private universities also. And then if you have the bandwidth, if you have the inclination towards international good competitions, go for that. Because international good competition won't be about Indian laws. They will be about your public international law. They will be about your law, international trade law, environmental law. 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 The propositions are very different, are very varied. Exactly. And the only reservation students have is that if we are participating in these kind of good competitions, how will it help me in the future as such? Right. Because uh, if you see Indian laws, they don't involve all those laws. It may be one or two matters, basically big ticket matters where you're working on this proposition. So your thinking should not be constrained by that feeling because as we study, there's a meme which goes around that. You know, the only thing I remember out of my school curriculum is mitochondria as the powerhouse of the cell. And I'm still waiting for the day where I will use that knowledge, you know, or basically trigonometry, etc. But, you know, the beauty of it is that you don't know where you come across it. For example, in fourth year, I was interning with just Ravinder Bhatt in Delhi High Court. Hmm. And uh, he had that, uh, he used to get a lot of IPR problems also. Right, And he was
2: that, on the original bench
1: and he
0: was the, he was heading the original side at that
1: exactly. point of time. Exactly. And because of IPR matter of a chemical composition of a medicine, basically, hmm. I was able to give my input it simply because I have studied about it. So right. no matter what you study at what point of time, it may not be, uh, you know, practically applicable at that point of time, but you never know when you come across it.
2: No so learning similarly, goes Similarly, you
1: never know. Exactly. You never know that this public international law may be useful for you when you go for an LLM outside. Right. Or if you're able to work for a law firm, basically, which are using these laws as practice areas. So mm. your avenues wide enough. Because mm. what used to happen was in 2011, the only scope of opportunities we had is to join a litigation chamber or to join a law firm and at that point of time also the practices were very constrained it used to be copy a private equity real estate banking etc but as we keep seeing time progressing we keep seeing new entry like for mm-hmm. example these is data privacy is there or you know yeah. insolvency and bankruptcy came sometime back so uh, pharmaceuticals has now gained so much mileage in the market so you never know you know which learning comes at what point of time so I'll say in a moot court uh, trajectory, start with your college level moot court competition, go to the national, go to premier national, and then go to international if you have the bandwidth. Because international moot court competitions really absorb a lot of time for you. So I did that in college. Participated in a number of events. Had the college organize a number of competitions. I also in fourth year, uh, because in fourth year I started having this inclination towards the other side of law, so it is marketing. So in fourth year I also started this legal, thing called legal entrepreneurship clinic. Where we used to invite industry experts to speak about, you know, share market, capital market, how to invest, uh, how to make your investments, you know, practical things which people will need after graduating to manage their wealth and all that. Because we all earn money, but we don't know how to utilize it. Correct. So this is what my
0: early life was basically until college. So you said mooting, you also participated in a lot of other events. More importantly, you helped the college organize a lot of events which showed initiative, exactly. which showed management skills, which showed people skills. Yeah. And that probably held you in good stead after you graduated. Along with this, you did intern with uh, justice Justice Bhatt. He just retired. So yeah. good luck for his new innings. Any <laughs> Any other internships that uh, come to your mind that really helped you put in put you in the right trajectory for your career?
1: So to be honest I did around 18 internships in my five years of law college. And the only idea behind internship was that I was not holding on to one single internship. I interned at every platform available. So in first year of college I interned at the uh, Punjab State Human Rights Commission just to get an idea that what happens at the grassroots level. Mm-hmm. And because I hailed from Punjab, I know Punjab, Punjabi language as such. So I used to work on, uh, you know, disputes which are concerning the villagers. I even did a survey for them to visit villagers and collect information on ground. And once that happened in second year of college, I started working in district courts in Court of Punjab and Haryana. So I did that in second year. The best nirvana moment happened for me by the end of my third year where I got to intern with uh, Pinky, Anand, uh, Pinky Anand. And that was the time when I saw basically what happened in... Uh, premier law chambers you know yeah. how does people work appearing on basically uh, original site or appeal site as such participating in mediation because at that time mediation was really picking up in 2013 i'm talking about so i participated in that i used to you know help these people basically make files pagination other things i learned the clerical work i learned the registry art because when you start practicing, also the major component of your appearance is how well are you versed, how well versed are you with the registry? Because that constitutes a majority of the part. Because now these days when I see students and they keep uh, you know complaining to me that you know what we are doing in the law chamber, we are just doing the clerical work, of page edition, making indexes, or working with the registry, taking printouts. I tell them every time you know that what is the art is of litigation as such. If you don't know the basics, you can't proceed ahead. Because if you have to be an individual tomorrow. You your own Steno, you are your
0: own clerk, you are your own daddy manager, as such. So I can year, attest I to that fact that. totally. This is a point. Because if you matter, you will clear court. So, no matter how exactly. well versed you are in law, it doesn't matter. We will not have your day in the court unless and until it gets listed in the court. It's very important.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So, that what happened, uh, that's what happened. That's what happened. And in fourth year, I had this thing that I have to enter the law firm now. So I interned firstly at Luthra and Luthra law firm at the start of my fourth year. I interned with them, Luthra and Luthra. That was an amazing experience again, because for the first time, I got to see that how a law firm looks like. You know, what is the fancy world around it? What's the fascination of students around it? And coming from a college like Law School, it was a very big thing for me. Because students used to reciprocate in that manner. And I have been always very active on London since my early years. And I tell everyone that please be active on your LinkedIn. And the moment I published it, so people had really good, you know, they reached out to me that how did you get this internship? That's a different world altogether that how do you apply for internships? How do you make your CV? How do you keep applying? I should apply 50 places. I should get rewards from two places. But that's a big problem. Now I see people applying in 50 places and they expect to get a reply from 50 places. Otherwise it comes on their self-esteem and all that. But they don't understand that if they're applying, there are lakhs of students, again, who are applying. Okay. So Lutheran Lutheran happened for me. After the JSA happened for me. So these are the law firms I worked with, uh, along with Kranjavan and Company. and with my fifth year. In between, I also wanted to get a flavor of the in-house working. So I interned at PepsiCo. I interned at PepsiCo in Gurudan office. And uh, I also wanted some judiciary uh, exposure, So I interned with Justice Bhatt, at Delhi High Court. What matters is basically that, you know, at what point of time, what connection you can explore. It's law for me is 50% you're working, 50% you're networking. As a student also who had no background, who had no Godfather also, I was able to make those equations in the fraternity that, you know, to ask for a recommendation or to ask for in basically just to get that particular email ID also to apply. I also got to intern with uh, Geeta Lutra. I used to go after my college to her chambers and I used to basically I learned drafting in that I learned, learned how to sit with the client how to take the notes that initial process of how do you talk to a client how do you take out sensitive information how do you go uh, note the points, how do you brief the clients how do you brief your senior counsel I sat in that process I also interned uh, uh, with Kanjawala for 4 months I interned with Kanjawala for 4 months and I kept asking for extensions and all that and in between LexisNexis also happened with me So I was a campus ambassador for Nexus Nexus. I motivate all the students that, you know, become a part of certain organizations in your college life until Mm -hmm. 4th, because that really helps you to be, you know, these days a number of things have come up. So at that time, we had only had Locktop as such, which used to give out notifications that what's the upcoming internship opportunities or long-term opportunities. It's very important to scan this website. It's very important to curate uh, knowledge for yourself because everyone is doing internships. But what matters in the longer run is that what niche do you have above others that a law firm should hire you? Or a senior should pick you up from the lot of people if you're not going for your individual independent practice. So LexisNexis happened to me. I interned with them for a period of one year. It was a remote internship. where We were given different tasks and all that. And that's the turning point in my legal career also because it was at this point that I turned my legal profession to a marketing profession, mm. basically. So that's what happened.
0: Who Would you, because you had been asking for extensions pretty much everywhere you were interning, you were doing a lot of internships, you said 18 in total, and you were doing longer internships, yeah. four months, a year. So yeah. is that a learning that you would want to give to other students as well, that it's important to get a taste of various things, but wherever you find that passion or wherever you find that the learning is there, get longer internships in four weeks, which is a typical period of internships may not be sufficient. For you to understand the inner workings of any organization or any, say, field, if you really want to get really good connections, first of all, and really good understanding of any particular field, you need upwards of eight weeks, perhaps to uh, work in that atmosphere. Is that a learning that we can get? See, that's a learning
1: also, and it has a lot of variables also at the same time, because as com- see, it depends on your internal college rules and regulations also. At my point of time, the college was really upcoming. I had good intros with the director at that time with, of the college. Okay, I was able to request him for extensions internally first to manage my attendance and everything and then I was able to convince the place where he was interning at. So, it's I will say that I would have reasons to believe that every law student who was interning at a place, they do want to intern for longer periods of time. But what I've also heard from them is that the college doesn't allow or there's some logistical issue also involved but there are other factors also involved. So mm-hmm. I will say that once you have found your niche that I want to do litigation or I want to work for a law firm and a law firm also which area of law I want to work for, then you can keep targeting that area. Mm-hmm. And while interning also, I will say I would say that, you know, don't go behind everyone. You know, don't go to different teams, keep working with different people, pick one mentor for yourself and keep constantly working with that mentor, end to end right from start of the matter till the end of the matter. Don't leave it in between. And even if your reasons, like your internship is getting over, always leave it on a good note that though my internship is over now, but I would like to continue working for it. So even if I'm not working, please keep giving me research propositions and please let me know when it's coming in the court also so that I can come along with the team. That mm-hmm. really basically, you know, it shows in the mind of an educator also that this person is really interested to do this. Like mm-hmm. I remember at JSA, I was used to work for the telecom team. And I was so enrolled with them, so involved with the working and everything that one day in fourth year, uh, one of the associates asked me, "That which year are you in? Would you be, would you be interested in working with us? Just after working in one proposition. So, you know, legal field is as compared to engineering field the marketing field, legal field is also working, uh, does also a lot of work on the luck side also. You never know when you show your spark. You never know when an opportunity comes knocking at your door. Uh, so that's also a very big factor so the
2: funny thing about luck
0: is that you continuously show up and then the luck proportionately increases which is what you were doing you were continuously being showing up and you said that if you if your college does not allow longer internships you continue be associated even outside the period of internships whether it's for research propositions or whether it's following up for a matter or whatever uh, exactly 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 Right. The last question about this I wanted to ask was would you then suggest repeat internships at a single place because you said it's better to be associated with same kind of people?
1: So it's uh, important to have repeat internships in your final semester. Don't experiment much because you know when you're re- doing repeat internships or callback internships it's easier to make a mark as compared to starting fresh at a place. Hmm. So even if I'm working in an eighth firm it may not be very big in my ninth semester it's always Uh, you know, useful to keep interning at the same place in your 10th semester also. Because the most difficult thing for a law student is entering a place, entering Mm. an organization. But once you enter an organization, it's very easy for you to transact from one law firm to the other law firm. Or from one chamber to the other chamber. What's more important is getting into the system.
2: Mm. Because
1: getting into the system is the biggest hurdle, which I keep seeing these days. Once you're in the system, then it's very easy to navigate because you become a part of the fraternity as such. You have a name on your CV. No one basically then sees your college name or they sees that what the prior experiences. Now, you may be interning at a number of places. You may be working on a different propositions, but there's no evidently value of it. it. As soon as you start working in an organization, then there's your name in different transactions. There's your name in different appearances. There's name. So you have some evidently value to show that, okay, I was working on this. I was working on this. And it's very easy for you to then, I won't use the word easy. It's much easier as compared to uh, knocking the doors of a traditional law firm as compared to transaction from one place to the other place.
2: So I'll say, I would say that, mm.
1: yeah, exactly. So I would say that, uh, you know, keep interning at the same organization if possible. Mm. Again, it depends a lot on your interpersonal skills. No place like Ranjala gave me four months of repeated internships. No place does that. No place does that. So it's very important that how closely you are associated with your partner, with HR department also, with different departments also, and how well can you convince them? The convincing skills is very much required in the profession because trust me on that, no one will come to help you in the profession. You are your own boss. You are your own motivator. You may call up 10 different people that please motivate me, please help me and all that. But trust me on that, uh, you will be on yourself. So Perfect. you have to find your niche. You And finding the niche is very important. Hmm. So I suggest to every law student in the fourth year that do a SWAT analysis of yourself identify your strengths, identify your weaknesses, identify the opportunities and identify the threats because you're your own judge. You know, only you can look for, uh, yourself in the mirror and identify that. For example, I did my sweat analysis in my fourth year. I was a nine-pointer. I was doing repeated internships. I was a booter. I was a debater. I used to participate in articles. It was crystal needs, you know, to for me to join a law firm or for me to join a litigation practice. But see what I did. I came to the marketing side of it. Mm. Why? Because my strength was Uh, interaction meeting going to events marketing and all that my weakness was articulation a b doing the research work of it and Mm. the biggest weakness i had was that i wanted something you know like i wanted some balance in the life because when i was interning at all these chambers i'm not naming the chambers but when i was interning at the chambers of different places i saw this this problem work-life balance and those some people are very motivated by it, in the early early years, you have to work, you have to burn the midnight oil and everything. As of a, a very conventional concept of that, you know, you need a balance in life. You need that uh, boundaries in life, basically, where you are supposed to work for this many hours. And then you can go home, you can do work on your personal self also. So it's very important to do your sweat analysis. Please don't call up your seniors that, you know, this is what I'm doing. What should I be doing in life? Because the other person doesn't know you. The other person doesn't know about your thought process. The other person don't know about your strengths in life, your weaknesses in life. Hmm. Their answer will be very much, uh, you know, myopic, A, myopic, right. and
2: B, subjective.
1: basis, their own thing. Right. Exactly. It will be very subjective. Like, if I have to give you an opinion, it will be basis, my understanding, this will be basic, my principles. It may resonate with you. It may not resonate with you. But if it's coming from you, you will obviously, uh, you know, think about it. Because, okay, coming from a learned person, let's think about it. So hmm. don't, uh, as
0: such, cloud your thought process. Hmm. Be your own judge. So what you're saying is, uh, of course, I mean, to clarify to the listeners, you're not saying don't take advice of seniors or don't talk to them. What you're saying is, don't just rely on your seniors to tell them, tell you everything, what you have to do in life. Exactly. You decide what you want exactly. to do and then have specific exactly. queries. if there are certain doubts, etc. For that, it is okay to seek advice exactly. and seek mentorship. But don't say that, This is where I am in life. Now tell me what to do. And I'll just go with what you are saying.
1: Exactly. Because, you know, it's very important uh, for my understanding of life as well, that never have a cushion in your life. Hmm. Like tomorrow, if I fail, I shouldn't have any cushion in life to say that, okay, I failed because of this person.
2: Hmm. Because he gave me a wrong advice.
1: Always have yourself as the blame blame person, blaming person. And always have yourself as uh, such, if you make it big tomorrow, that you can uh, give credit to yourself. Never, ever have a cushion in life. It's very important. It okay. always keeps you on the edge.
0: No excuses. Uh, you have yourself to blame. And now we move from a one-year-long association with LexisNexis, which tilted you towards mm. the marketing side of it. Yeah. Did you immediately after graduation join LexisNexis? Like how did it? the transition happen as a law student to a law graduate? Uh
1: So until April of 2015, I was still interning at Kranjawala. Uh, and in June of 2015, I joined them as a marketing trainee, LexisNexis. So it was always in my mind that to kickstart, I didn't want to wait and wait for opportunities as such. I was always in this mind that, you know, I will sit free at home. I didn't want to sit free at home. I wanted to do something. So I started with the perception that obviously I am inclined towards the legal side of it, but because I was not getting any constructive opportunities at that particular point of time, I said, let's go forward with this. What's there with me? I don't want to see the pessimist of it. I just want to be optimistic and take whatever comes my way. So I joined LexisNexis in uh, June of 2015 as a marketing trainee. I started working with them. The beauty of it was that I joined the marketing team. Now the marketing team used to always go to the editorial team for any inputs. Editorial By editorial, means the team consisting of lawyers, uh, legal, basically people with legal background. You know, for market insights that, okay, we are coming out with this work, what, which will what will be the target audience of this book or we are having this as a book cover how well will the people resonate to it if it's a student edition if it's a working professional edition different editions as such so I became that go, go-to person internally in the team because I come from the background of legal professionals they used to yeah. ask me that okay what book cover should we have what should the marketing strategy of this book what should be the go-to market strategy for this book you know, what, what are the, but this is fascinating things, for like me, Priyan. I'm sorry stuff. to
0: interrupt, but this is fascinating it because is you don't come for, uh, you didn't come from that designing marketing background as such. Exactly. I understand exactly. being a hub and spoke model that you are the hub for both like between the editorial and the marketing team, but how, how yeah. do they rely so much on you for this? What did they see in you? What do you think that you had those qualities that, or those you know, experiences uh, that helped you uh, in this job? Yeah.
1: No, no, I completely understand your question. So my first boss team was uh, Mr. Vikesh Dhyani. Mm. And right now he's the founder of this uh, publication called Oakbridge Publishing. So he was one person who really pushed me in life. And that's why I tell everyone that don't choose your first job, choose your first boss. It's very important. You need a person basically who can push you ahead in life. You need that person in life. Okay, so he was my first boss and he, he saw me in fourth year. And he was very candid with me. He, he used to tell me every time in Hindi that, you know, you're know, you made for marketing, you're made for, because he gave me a certain task in fourth year to do with college. I can be candid right now because it's been many years that I've passed out from law college. Sure. So he gave me a task that I'm giving 60 books, give it to your faculty members and get me recommendations out of it. Get me reviews out of it. Hmm. I told, I told him very candidly after the call uh, got over with other campus ambassadors, that forget that. I really don't want to do that. Okay. They already have a good library. They already keep getting free books and all that. Why don't we convert it into model that the next time you are organizing a good competition you give me those 60 books, then and I'll have every participating college pose with your books mm. and, you know, have photo opportunities with your books and we can also give them these books as a memento, as a price. Like participation
0: certificate. Okay. Ke sat, huh?
1: Exactly. He really liked that idea of mine that, okay, I have one campus who so candid with me and mm. who has that, You know, street smartness that he really wants to use his books for other things and Mm -hmm. not go the conventional way of marketing as such. And uh, they had seen my, you know, uh, communication skills. They had seen my networking skills because any event they used to go to, they should see me. You know, be it any arbitration event, be it any book launch event, they used to see me. Because after college, I never used to sit at my hostel. I used to explore opportunities at different places like Indian Habit Center, Indian International Mm -hmm. Center, different hotels. You know, even if you right now go to the inner circle of uh, Connaught Place or something like that, in every second five-star hotel or any other organization, like right now also if you go to Indian Harvard Center, there must be an event going on. So, it's very important to be out there. I You won't believe I even made my customized visiting cars in fourth year of college. If you should say Priyankar, fourth year luxury, Amity Noida, this is my number, this is my email ID. I Wonderful. should distribute those. Wonderful. I should distribute those. So, it's all about how you come with it. Mm. You know, and when I joined the office, I was not, I'm not a people pleaser as such. I never used to say that, okay, whatever you're doing is the best thing. Whatever books are coming, or it's not the best thing? Like they were very happy about Ramayya collection and all that, but they had few books which other publications were doing better as such. Mm. I should tell them very categorically that, you know, whatever you're covering is nothing. People don't read it. People don't understand all this. Please come out with easy language. And at that time, the good thing was that they were acquiring Universal Law Publishing. The company which used to produce the Bayrax, the yellow color So I also helped them in the transition where I used to the Lexus Nexus office was in Cyber Hub. But because I am that early person, I used to go to Universal Law Publishing Office in Azatur Mandi. Okay. Mm. Pick up like take a metro from Malvanagar to Azhapur Mandi, walk some streets and all that reach the government office and sit there and make the people train that how do you work in an MNC? So I started doing the transition also of transitioning UL, uh, Universal Publishing Office to LexisNexis Office as mm. such. So my boss was also very helpful towards me because he should see that even if I can't be spitting into the existing structure of LexisNexis, let's give me more projects as such.
2: Right. And
1: from there, basically, this all came out that, you know, give us suggestions about, uh, for example, if they need a list of lawyers working in uh, Patiala House, that directories or something like that. Because I came from a college which had resources and everything, I had seniors who were working there or something like that. I could curate those opportunities for them. Mm. you know, like having some space in Supreme Court of India, having some advertising space in an event, collaborating them with different book launches, et cetera, et cetera, basically. So that's how it started. Like, you know, for a law student who doesn't know much about paper, I knew that, you know, this paper is of the GSM. What is a butter paper? What is a printing paper? I should take interest because I should go to the printing department, production department. Mm-hmm. That, batao, you know, this Ramya book is coming out. It's a box, kitne size ka hai, size. book ka size kitna a it's printing run. Kya hota? I should go that depth because that was my interest. It became an interest area. But mm-hmm. I I never let it, you know, govern me as far well that I can't look out for more opportunities. Because yeah. let's face it, at 2015-2017 time, publishing industry was going down. The print yeah. industry was going down because of the online solutions and everything.
2: Sure. So
1: I had to make the shift. And uh, in 2015, I got this award called Ryan Karanjavala Award for Excellence in Economics and Curricular Activity. Mr. Ryan Karanjavala should, uh, give this award. At... Now what happened was that Mr. Karanjavala couldn't be there for my convocation. And the call yeah. is that why don't you take this award later on for Mr. Karanjavala himself? And today we won't be able to give you that award.
2: Mm.
1: Now, it was my on the feet thinking that if I don't get this award today, I won't have the photo opportunity to show it to him.
2: Right. Okay,
1: I made something up. I took that award on the stage from someone else. I clicked a photo of it. I wrote a nice mail to Mr. Kranjawala that I got an email, I got an award on your name mm. and it was really great, good so I can meet you, meet you. It was, very, it was very sweet of him to invite me to his office and uh, I met him in 2015 when I got this award. And in 2017, then I reached out to him that uh, I would like a meeting opportunity with you. I'm so-and-so. We met two years back. Can we meet for some time? He invited me to the office. I told him my future plans. I told him what other law firms are doing in the marketing domain. And within a an half an hour of discussion, so I've never given an interview in life. I'll say that. It's been 10 years now, or almost that I've been professional. I've never given an interview. It has more been a discussion, discussion. Right. So then, Karanjala happened after half an hour of discussion, I curated this marketing, business development, knowledge management, you know, corporate communications field all together. I started helping them with submissions. I started helping them with different arenas as such. And I had an excellent time of two years working at that firm. And
0: uh, I really in 2019, appreciate about that fact, actually, uh, just wanted to point out for the listeners that you yeah. approached everything uh, with professionalism. So you were treated exactly. as a professional very early in your career, even as a student. You had your own card curated bespoke fourth year student visiting card, which nobody thinks of doing. You approached people with the confidence and the understanding and taking interest in what they are doing. So if you are acting as an adult in a very crude way, I'm putting it. If you're acting as an adult, then you're treated as an adult. If you're acting as a child, then you're treated as such. Perhaps that's the bigger message that I am getting out of this conversation.
1: Hmm. Exactly.
0: So a couple of years of working in Karanjawala, what were your responsibilities and when did you decide to move on?
1: Uh, so my responsibilities included managing the day-to-day operation of the law firm in terms of uh, any event opportunities, working on the submissions like Chambers, legal 500, other profiles, etc. And working with Mr. Ryan Karanjawal directly, basically. And I decided to move on in 2019 because there I was just working on a couple of practices that is dispute resolution which included insolvency practice also and disputes um, litigation arbitration. I really wanted to expand my horizon and I wanted to work for a law firm which has all the practices, Mm. which has all the practices. And so DSK Legal came to my notice and they were looking for a person in Delhi office itself. So I reached out to them and they were very kind enough to call me for an internship, uh, for a job opportunity. You know, this was where my uh, 2.0 life started. So I met this uh, you know, amazing person, personality called Padmani Rathor. She was the CEO of DSK Legal at that point of time. She is currently my boss at uh, Ketanam Co also. She's a chief practice officer. And it's been a journey of around five years. And whatever I am today, I owe it all to her. Be it my professionalism, be it my work ethics, be it my presentable skills and all that, be it anything as such, life discipline, personal discipline, any discipline you talk about. So I met her in the month of February 2019. February, March, January, I'm not able to locate. And again, that was a brief conversation. It was more about, you know, different things, what I'm doing with life, what are my future goals, as such. And then she was talking about her ideology. She was talking about her prior experience of it Amachand, AZB, the Sula Amachand, and everything. And I could, you know, basically connect so much when we spoke about it, that that was my place to go to. Because as I said at the start of this conversation also, that I never chose a job for myself. What I chose for myself was my boss I was working with. Because no matter how your boss is, you should resonate with your boss. Your thinking style and their thinking style should match, you know, just how you choose your personal life, partners and all that. It's very important to have the same ideology when you're choosing professional capacity partners also. Because it's very important because you have to work with that person every day for months, for years. And these should basically, it should be a very good... uh, you know, amalgamation of two legal minds. They should have very good amalgamation. So I started working with the uh, DSK Legal in the uh, in 2019. And that has been the most beautiful journey of my life. You know, I could call DSK Legal as my second home. I started working on the business development, their corporate communications, the knowledge management, built the structures from scratch in the daily office, expanded with Ms. Padmani
3: and uh, I joined them in August 2019 as a manager for corporate communications and business development knowledge management, where I used to handle all these verticals for the law firm. I used to work across different practices, interacting with different partners. So my role uh, entailed working with the managing partner, the CEO, the partners, and all the other lawyers of the firm working on the ranking submissions, working on the event opportunities for them, working on the business development, working on the knowledge management of the law firm. What worked in my favor was that I was building it all from scratch, you know, be the marketing strategy, be it submission strategy, be different strategies altogether. So I had this uh, entire arena to work on different practices, because if you see the tier one law firms, they baseball give you practices like disputes, insolvency, corporate m something like that. The beauty there was that because I was the only person working, there was a person uh, in Bombay office also, but I was taking care of the daily office. So I could work across different practices. Mm. And the beauty of it was that along with my uh, managerial skills or my marketing skills, I was also able to utilize my legal skills also, you know, basically whatever I studied in the law college, because at Nexus, I was not able to work on my legal skills. So that mm. was also one uh, you know trajectory move which i made in 2017 that i have to work with a fraternity i have grown up with in my college life because i need like-minded minds as such legal minds because i was very hungry for intellectual uh, conversations and all that at that place the conversation used to be around books around marketing that's it but when i joined kranjawala and then i came to dsk legal also i could interact with lawyers because at the end of the day they were my colleagues they were my co-interns they were the people i worked under because lawyers keep changing different you know from firm to firm they keep changing so you do find common people so at uh dsk legal uh i could only work physically for six seven months because then COVID hit in march okay. of 2020 so i could only work for six seven months and that was the time when i got married also in december 2019 so you know entire thing shifted entire thing changed for me in the way i was working the way i was doing things i got really involved in the submissions I was fortunate enough to see the growth of the firm. Also, I joined them at around 18, 19 partners. When I left them, there were 66 partners at the firm. I really worked hard on number of aspects. And what suggestions I give to my juniors also who are joining this profession that don't be restricted to the KRA you see from the firm. You know, mm. if your KRA one, two, three things, always have the fourth thing from your side. I was not given the media PR mandate as such, but I worked so hard on this mandate. I used to cold call researchers. I used to call call editors working in different. Uh, publications like Money Control, Mint, Business Standard, Economic Times, I built it from the scratch that, you know, if you visit uh, DSK's landing page also, and if you circle back to 2019, 2020s, you'll see that, you know, how frequently this media interaction started happening. So right. it's all upon you as a business person, because when you do litigation, or when you do cooperate, you have a Bible in your hand, Bible, in the sense that you do have a precedent, you do have pay Act in your hands, you do have precedents to follow, you have legal knowledge and everything. But when you come to the non-conventional side of law, that is marketing, business development, there's no set book on this. Yeah. The books will be foreign publishers and all that, but there's no Indian, Indian book answer that there's a go-to market strategy. How do you make strategies? How do you do this? How do you do that? So it is very important to be a self-learner, self-executor, be a to observant. So my day used, to, like I just spent six hours every day on LinkedIn just scrolling through different law firm pages that what are they doing? What are we missing out on? And how can we improvise it? How can we improve upon it? Mm. So I used to visit given law firm's pages that what are they doing in this side? What events are they participating in? So it was more of self learning for me as compared to someone guiding me, guiding me. I always had my managing partner, my CEO being supportive in everything I was doing. It was all about basically that how I am what I'm bringing on the table in terms of self learning, in terms of self execution as such. So worked for four years at DSK Legal. That was the most beautiful opportunity I got as such in my legal career until now, uh, before Khaitan happened to me. So I learned, I worked on a number of things. I was fortunate enough to get a good team also in 21, where I had one person who was assisting me on the submissions, other things as such, designs, creatives, other things. And I had a KM person also. So not only by working with them, I was learning their skills. I was also self-learning about delegation skills, about managerial skills, because in your early days, it's very easy for you that if I give you 10 things to do, and I give you a timeline that you have to finish in this much time, you can do it. But if I give you half the time and I give you two resources, that's where your real test comes in that, you know, how can you manage your time also? How can you manage your junior's time also? And you can do the work more effectively, because you may be a self-learning person. Like I'm a self-learning person. I learn things myself. But it's very important that how you transition those skills to your juniors also. Hmm. and how you basically take a back foot from what you were doing and what bigger things you start doing as such you know that's what comes in picture so that happened I worked for there for four years and then I took the shift to Khaitan in June 2023 basically where I wanted to uh, you know to, turn my thinking process towards more financial goals and more strategy goals as such. Mm. So what I'm doing here is more of strategic operations and other things as compared to what I was doing at DSK Legal. So at every job, what I kept doing was I kept elevating my work profile. At LexisNexis, right. I was working on the marketing side and you know, curating other things. At while mm. I started doing it from scratch, mm. built on my dispute practice. From there, I came to DSK Legal where I was working across the board on different practices. Bought in media peer as an added angle to it. And at mm. Khaitan what I'm doing is taking all that knowledge with myself and working on more strategic operations. Mm. So, my idea of changing places is not that someone is giving me better money, someone is giving me better opportunities. What mm. matters to me is that as an individual, what I'm learning, because for me, it's very important that I should not be stagnant in life. Like, really. people should know me through a niche area which I follow. I've mm. already honed the skills of submissions, of media peer activities, of other things. But now is the time that I take the big leap of faith as such and start doing more things. So that happened on the academic side. Also, I took admission at IM Lucknow, where I used to basically study about strategy building and all that it was a one year remote course because of COVID. And I was lucky enough to visit the campus also from time to time. And that really helped me in my strategic thinking, you know, that how to think like a manager, how to think like a strategic person, and that university also helped me in my endurance as such, because mm-hmm. we used to have 60 plus of classes and everything. So that really helped me building my endurance. Like right now, also if you give me a submission, and you give me 24 hours, I can be up for 24 hours and work on it. I won't say that, you know, I need a work life balance. I need this, I need that because that's once or twice a week. That's not happening every day. So that also came in picture.
0: So I actually had the same observation which you pointed out that every step of the way you are elevating your profile. That is something that exactly. I was also observing. Two questions that I had with this. Number mm-hmm. one, you are in a very uniquely situated position where, and the reason I say that is not many people are in the same position as you are. There yeah. are not many positions available across the nation mm-hmm. for the kind of work that you're doing. Yeah. So what I wanted to know is, what does a typical day look like for a person in your position? So in a day, what are the responsibilities that you need to take care of? That is number one. Mm-hmm. And secondly, it was a removed question, but somewhat connected which is that your forte is finance and marketing now. And within that, it is generally I'm saying from a perspective of the law student. For that, Mm. some people have this understanding that, oh, this is not something for me as a lawyer. Uh, This is Mm. something for business persons to take care of. And I do not want to pay too much attention to it. But you have been doing it since say 2013 when you... Made your LinkedIn yeah. page and you've been reaching out. So you have been at it. So yeah. what lessons can that person draw who thinks that this is not for me?
3: First, that how do you identify your niche in the sector as such? Uh, I will take your second question first. So, you know, it's uh, like, as I said, that do your sort analysis and all that, do that and find your own niche, find your own strength. Because if you notice, even a good law student and all that, when the fest comes of college, you know, they are all over the place as in uh, reaching out to different vendors, curating sponsorships, organizing events and all that so that's all builds up to your manager skills it all builds up to your marketing skill because you sell a product in the market also that i'm coming from so and so college would be interested in setting up a stall it's all small small examples of your marketing skills in your mm-hmm. daily life also basically if you're negotiating with someone okay i have this cd you have at my time the cds were very famous i have this game cd you have this game cd why don't we negotiate and why don't we barter it out you know these small things which build up marketing in the bigger frame of scheme of things or you know strategizing that okay i have to do this court competition also i have to do this sponsorship event also i have to do this also so strategizing your time that how do i divide my time into different things so if i say that since the time we joined a law college or any other thing we become self-entrepreneurs as such you know because every lawyer out there is an entrepreneur even you're an entrepreneur We are doing your practice also you're running a segment also we are doing different things so even you're an entrepreneur so everyone by nature of this profession is an entrepreneur i would like to say the same for the doctors also for ca professionals also because we don't have any benchmarks as bankers have engineers have but other professionals have they have to sign in they have to sign out there's nothing beyond that okay they're done for the day but in our lives you know there's no signing out as such because yeah. today also, if I shut my laptop, my mind will be clouded by different thoughts that okay, what I can do now what I can do then. Mm. So once you do your SWOT analysis, it's very important to identify that what are the different fields in this profession apart from the conventional litigation corporate tractors. Right. if I have to just pinpoint right now, it can be business development, it can be corporate communication, it can be strategy, knowledge management, teaching also for that matter, or you know, like vahura, HR professionals, you know, these days, even HR professionals are lawyers, like Vahura, you go to Vahura's website, you see the number of people, even they are legal professionals. So the number of opportunities out there, what matters is that how observant you are, how mm-hmm. outgoing you are, how extrovert you are. It yeah. matters on then how basically observant you are that what other professions are doing. Because see, at that point of time, my inclination towards also used to come from that I want to enter a non-competitive field. Not mm-hmm. because I was scared of a competitive field, but I wanted to have a niche for myself. Right. It comes from self within inside, as such. That mm-hmm. if 100 people do doing one thing, I want to do something different from them.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Now, by nature of fact, because this has become so famous, the non conventional ways also that you will find 50 people there also. If 100 are going towards there, you will find 10, 20 going towards this side also. Okay. So now it has slowly become a very competitive field where I see 50 mm-hmm. students also interning with us. Okay. And uh, so, where you identify it is that's on you basically mm. that how much you touch with the professionals of the industry and how much are you observant even if you're interning in a law firm and you see a section of people mm. not practicing law what are they up to I used to approach those people te- approach those people and ask them what do you do it's a very direct forward question okay and with the person who's working on it will elaborate will explain to you because everyone takes pride in what they do as such so I should do that follow that you know at LexisNexis also I should randomly approach different people okay what do you do what do you do at kranjava also dsk also i should approach different people that what do you do what do you do because it's all about self-learning and nothing stopped me from reaching out to professional other law firms also they have this that i work towards marketing of a law firm i worked as knowledge management law firm i should simply message them hey i saw your profile let's catch up over a coffee or something let's talk about it and people are always very sweet to meet you okay if you're yeah, basically approaching them in a good manner. They will meet you. So my idea was to have random phone calls with people, have random coffee meetings with people to understand what do they do so that my skills internally can be honed. Hmm. So I suggest to law students uh, or early professionals also that if you're not enjoying what you're doing, okay, never take a non-conventional way to the cushion just to support your conventional views. Enter it only if you're made for it, if you're into into it you know you think that marketing your skill or legal research is your, for example legal research is your go-to area join knowledge management if marketing is your area go for marketing side of the law if events are your area go for event opportunities and all that if managing people is your skill go for HR services and all that and trust me on this at my time no one knew about it people really questioned my choice of work as such Now it's well known in the market, what matters is that how confident are you in yourself,
2: Hmm. you may
3: be meeting your people who are practicing and all that. And they may ask you a couple of questions also, boss, you were so good in college, why are you doing this? This is not even known in the market. It's up to you. How do you support yourself? How do you defend yourself? Because no one will come to defend you, you have to defend yourself. And at the end of the day, you know, it really doesn't matter that what other opinions people have about you. What matters is that what makes you sleep at night peacefully. You know that's what wow. matters to me at the end of the day what makes me sleep what makes me sail my boat and mm. coming to the first question that how does my day looks like mm. so my day looks like every day in a different manner because mm. as compared to conventional views that you start your day with visiting course going to office working on your brief and all that or from a corporate mna perspective where your day goes with negotiating with clients working on the dd working on closing the documents in a marketing profile it keeps changing from different from a day to day what are the updates in the market what's happening out there you know it's mm-hmm. all about it's very dynamic in nature like for example a dsk my dh to start with coordinating with different partners that okay these are the updates which are coming these are the amendments which are coming today Lay- give me a quote or something so that we can collab uh, we can collaborate with different industry sectors or we can collaborate with different publications. then from january to june it used to be mainly about submissions legal submission chamber and partners legal 500 Collating information, collating material, working on social media, working on different events, curating different events and all that, working on webinars and all that. At Khitan, it's more about meeting people, meeting different partners, holding meetings for them, meeting different industry sectors, meeting different sectors within the different teams within the organization that how do we collaborate, how do we do different things working on different aspects as such. So there's no specific answer to this, that how does my day look like? Because even I don't know at 10 a.m. in the morning that how will my day look like? When will my day get over? Or when will my, you know, so for example, if anyone reaches out to me that, hey, let's meet. Mm-hmm. My answer to them is that I will let you know one hour before because even I don't know where I will be after one hour, what meeting yeah. I will be. And so though we calendarize it the entire day, but you never know out of a conversation, what second conversation comes up. For example, if I'm meeting a particular team, and they said, oh, you want research on this thing. So I have to get onto it as right. compared to a structured manner. So I'll say that it's not very really structured in nature. It's uh, not monotonous in nature. So that's what keeps me driving us sir, because it's not monotonous. And I can't live in a monotonous kind of work schedule that everything is on the paper. Everything is planned. Every... It has to be something. It has to be thrilling. It has to come with its own thrill. Okay. So for a, non-convention, for a non-conventional professional, it can never be planned. It can I can never give this answer that how does my day look like because my day starts at 10 a.m. and I, even I don't know when it will get over or what it will entail as such.
0: The only thing I'm glad is that uh, within your day, you found time to interact and then take out some time for this podcast. And for that, I'll be forever grateful. No, 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 no. <laughs> Move on to the next section of the podcast, which is the three brief questions. You already hinted towards the first question, but I'll still ask okay. it nonetheless with your due permissions. Can I ask the three brief questions?
2: Yeah,
3: please do. Please do.
0: The first of the three brief questions is when I say an inspirational personality in your field, what face comes to mm-hmm. your mind and why? You already said Padmini Ratod, but uh, I still
2: I had to ask.
3: Padmini Rato, because of everything, whatever I'm today, I owe it to her. Be it my ethics, working ethics, be it my confidence, be it my talking style, you know, basic things like how do you draft a me? No mm-hmm. one teaches you that, you know. No one basically gives uh, you suggestions for that. People micromanage. So important,
2: you. right?
3: Exactly. She is one person who never micromanaged me, but still, I have learned so much. I've learned about discipline. I've learned about work-life balance. I've learned about standing up for yourself. I've learned about that how do you answer questions when people question your credibility when people question different things about yourself because as compared to um, you know conventional side where you have an advocates act you have different rights for yourself you have different people standing for you the non-conventional side doesn't have it at all right. we don't have any right you There's have to stand up for like yourself that. you have to stand up for yourself i will say that for anyone working in a law firm or working in a chambers also you have to stand up for yourself so she has to a, to, a, to a, you know taught me all this and by luck of nature she's also a professional coach you know, who coaches in a personal and professional skills and all that. So I keep taking that coaching on a daily basis, which she's one person. I can knock her door anytime. And she has an open door policy on my personal aspects or my professional aspects. So she is one personality who has really fine tuned my second innings of life. when I figured it all out that what I want to do in life. So she has been my constant go to person for anything and everything.
0: That's so awesome. The second of the three brief questions, if I may ask, uh, there mm-hmm. can be many ingredients for success. But uh, Priyan, what do you think are the first three ingredients?
3: Uh, first three ingredients, I will say A is discipline. You have to be very disciplined. No matter where you reach in life, you have to be very disciplined in life. Discipline can be multifaceted, be it basically uh, walking into your office on time, joining a meeting before 10 minutes, uh, you know, five, 10 minutes, not being another person, wait for yourself, Uh, even if you're getting late, notifying the other person. So self-discipline is very important. If you have been given a timeline, please do adhere to it. Please do follow it. That's what my general expectation of a junior is that if I give you a timeline, please finish the work in that particular timeline. Even if you're not able to do it, please reach out priorly so that I can make other arrangements. You know, if you're not able to do it, I can finish the task on time because clients won't wait for you. You have to basically manage it yourself. So that's the first aspect, be disciplined. The second is, be your own self-motivator. You have to constantly keep motivating yourself. Keep constantly motivating yourself. Uh, even if you are feeling down, talk to your go to person. For example, like I talk to my go to person with my wife, with my boss or anything like that. Always have a go to person, like, be self motivated. It's very important that any day you're feeling low or any day you should have one person. You can share your successes with. You should have one person you can share your lows with. The third would be never, ever stop your learning curve. Always keep learning. Never be stagnant in your thinking. Never be stagnant about anything. For a working professional, I'll say explore new opportunities in the market. What are different laws are coming up. For a marketing professional, I'll say that. Always keep seeing what others are up to. So keep self-learning. Never stop the self-learning process. So discipline, be self-motivated and constant curve of learning are my three success mantras of, are my three mantras of success.
0: So those were be disciplined, be motivated and keep learning. The last of the three brief questions. If there's one thing you could tell finally a law student who want to follow your footsteps, what would that thing
2: be?
3: Uh, To follow my footsteps, basically A is SWOT analysis. Identify Hmm. your niche. We approach the industry experts who are already working in this industry. You know these days at my time you approach someone on linkedin you keep waiting for time okay now social media has evolved so much because we also are from the gen z area also which have evolved in this generation we are available on linkedin instagram whatsapp different fields as such and now i don't know how the numbers also come out in social media or on google so keep reaching out to people keep learning from them keep observing them as such and try to intern with them or even if they're not internship, many internship opportunities available out there, keep approaching them for different assignments. Mm-hmm. Now, I see a lot of fourth year, students you know, who do freelancing work for industry sectors, like I had this person who was, uh, you know, working in this area, working on different areas as such, people are working on the designing aspects. Also, people are taking up designing as a freelancing project, people are taking up strategies as a freelancing project mm-hmm. that how can you assist a particular practice area? So if you want to follow this con- non conventional footsteps as such, a, approach the market experts in this. Be observant about it. For example, if you open any law firm's LinkedIn page today, okay, they may be sharing about rankings. That, okay, our Chambers rankings came out or Asia Law rankings came out. Be
1: inquisitive in nature.
3: Be very mm-hmm. inquisitive. I will add the inquisitive point also to the mantras of success. Be very inquisitive. Ask questions. Open Google, go on their website, That okay, what are these rankings about? How did law firms get ranked? You know, because every law student who comes to you will say that, boss, can you tell me five top law firms in this particular practice area? Now, there's no answer to it. There's no even answer to that. What's a tier one firm? What's a tier two firm? For example, if I have to make a booking at a particular hotel, you know, you will say that, okay, I know of this five-star hotel. I know of this four-star hotel, but how do you define
2: what's the tipping point? Right.
3: Exactly. You know, so even I learned about it that, okay, if there have a swimming pool, they have a bar, that's what makes it. Now, how do you define what's a tier one firm, tier two? Where did this nomenclature come from suddenly one day? It's a tier one firm, it's a tier two firm. So basis, these rankings, these law, basically director, different directories rank you, that you're a tier one firm, you're a tier two firm, you're a band one firm, you're a band two firm. Or Mm -hmm. a law also for that matter that you're a band one firm, you're a band two firm. Though I'll be very candid with you that this is not a great, not a great, I won't use the word great as such. I'll say that it's not a complete matrix to basically evaluate. Mm -hmm. It's not perfect because there may be a boutique law firm which is excelling in IPR, but they don't have different practices. So overall, they will be ranked as tier two, tier three, but that doesn't make them low hanging fruit as such. And you may have a tier one firm also, which has, which is great in disputes, which is great in different practices, but they are not doing great IPR work. So it doesn't stop the client from going to a boutique law firm. Okay. Okay? So it's not an overall matrix, a comparative analysis of it, but it is what it is, what sells in the market. So be inquisitive about reading all these areas, be inquisitive about knowing about all these directories and just keep reading more and more. And there are people like me, you know, I, as an individual, anyone who reaches out to me uh, for help on all this, I am very responsive. I do get on calls. I do do meetings and all that. And I do keep finding talent out of these people only. I don't have to create a job post to find juniors for myself because I have this bandwidth. I know people who are already in this industry sector. I directly reach out to them that I have a vacancy. Why don't you join me? Or if Mm -hmm. I know of other law firm who are looking for people. So from these pool of people only, I keep recommending more people. So
0: be outgoing, be inquisitive
3: and uh, keep a watch out. That is
0: what I got from all this praying was ask and you shall receive. Most the problem is that people don't ask. People are are too shy or
3: people are too proudy about it. You know, that's a problem what I've seen these days also that people are basically too proud of you or the ego factor is very high that Mm -hmm. why should I approach because they don't understand as to college life where you may be a 9 pointer, 10 pointer and people will be lingering behind you. The -hmm. moment you come to a professional world, what sells is how disciplined you are and how good are you in your work. No other variable matters. So you have to keep it a bit aside and you have to approach people. I won't approach a person. You know, if I have to look for someone, they people by nature of working style, when they nature of profession as such, you have to be outgoing. You have to reach out to your, you know, professional bosses. You have to reach out to your potential working uh, space and all that. So you have to be outgoing. And I started doing it in 2013, and I don't think that nothing has taught me now. Even today, also, I reach out to people, you know, that right. I am here, I'm stuck there, and I reach out to my juniors also if I find that they are working well. So you have to be a very high valued person in terms of. You should know your skills, but mm-hmm. you should not be ashamed of confessing or reaching out to people if you don't know about a certain aspect. Correct. Till date, I reach out to my ex-juniors that, okay, I'm stuck here, please help me. And they do help me because I'm humble enough. So you have to be humble enough. You have to be that person that you can reach out to different professionals. Okay.
0: So improve your confidence, but reduce your ego a little bit and you should exactly. find yourself in good
3: stead. That's important. That's very important. Which
0: is a good segue uh, to asking you, what is the best way to reach out to you? So if somebody has been listening to this conversation, what's the best way to reach out to you? Maybe want to work with you or be associated with you in any capacity. Drop a a
3: message on LinkedIn. Just send a connection request. I rarely reject any connection request and it's the very least of the care. Possibility that I don't reply to a message which I get on LinkedIn. Obviously, like apart from hey, hi, like how they reach out to you, if it's a decent message enough, I do reply to it. If it's just uh, that, can you please help me with internship at your organization? I f- just direct them to the HR email ID and I don't participate further. Under one more thing that if people reach out on LinkedIn, they should first exclude the person's profile. So mm-hmm. I do get a lot of messages like, you know, that hey, we are interested. Can you help us with an internship? Mm-hmm. Now, under I don't know you personally. I can't recommend you at a prestigious place just so that if you mess up tomorrow, I will be the person who will be basically responsible for it. That's a parallel of
0: recommendation. yes.
3: Exactly. Like, don't do that. Talk to the person, make an understanding with the person and then come to the conclusion
2: Hmm. of it.
3: Like, don't be that direct forward also that in the first instance that with a high, you directly put out that, you know, I'm looking for this. Please help me with this. You're not my friend, family member or something that I will directly, you know, close my eyes and help you out. Hmm. first initiate a
2: conversation build up a
3: repo, and then come to the conclusion right very yeah good. so
0: Linda is a tip very good tip actually in a, even at parting stage you gave a very very good tip to anybody who's listening to this that do not start with craving or hunger of getting immediate gratification from anybody that you are connecting first build a connection just don't get that exactly. connect and then reach out for whatever it is that you are truly after
3: exactly so, you know it's as good as you water me and i water you it's as good as that
0: thank you so much priyan so uh, did you want to plug in anything or uh, otherwise we are at the end of the podcast and this is where i thank you i can ask about video.
3: it we have covered all the areas because if we come to talking because you know be it linkedin management be it internship management be it job management these are different discussion points altogether and i can keep you we can and, come come back,
0: and then perhaps we yeah, can I come I back <laughs> for a very specific topic
3: exactly you know it's a never-ending discussion as such because it's more behavioral aspects as compared to your uh, learnings as such
2: Very it's true. more
3: about how do are you argue in behavioral aspects how you are as a person you know i may be an extrovert or person may be an introvert but maybe better than me in style of working so it's all about that how do you basically adjust the missing jigsaw puzzle of your life mm. and how do you plug in different pieces of that jigsaw puzzle you may be good in two things, you may be bad in one thing, that how do you negate the one thing in which you're bad at or how do you basically, you know, make it small in size compared to your bigger things. Hmm. So it's all about
0: getting so it's that it's beautiful mosaic, business. right?
3: Exactly, exactly. Just be self observing just be, keep observing others, keep taking feedbacks from others, be your own critic. And that's about
0: it. This was really an eye-opening session, that one hour that you dedicated to this podcast. I really appreciate it, Priya. And I learned a lot of things. <laughs> I learned a lot of things from you and I do hope that you come back to the podcast for a specialized episode oh, sure. where we can explore some specific things. It all depends on when you
1: invite me next.
3: <laughs> I do hope that the podcast goes pleasure and people uh, do get learned to
0: Thank you so much. I, I can assure you what you will get immediately is a connection request on LinkedIn from my
2: side.
3: <laughs> I'm looking forward for it. Yeah. Thank I'm you. Thank you so much. Friend. Know, I'm not connected. Uh, <laughs> Already?
0: Great, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I have a lot of time episode. I have been doing हूँ regular basis, on a daily basis, in a few perspectives. We have a guess that the milestones are coming from the newer roads. Let me know your favorite part. you अच्छा सीखने को मिल सकता है तो प्लीज उनसे ये एपिसोड शेयर करें क्योंकि हमारा मानना है कि एक कन्वर्सेशन भी किसी की लाइफ का डायरेक्शन बदल सकती है भगवान ने चाहा तो फिर मिलेंगे तब तक के लिए इजाजत दीजिए कीप रीडिंग कीप क्वेश्चनिंग एंड कीप लिसनिंग टू कानूनी किस्से थैंक यू फॉर लिसनिंग दोस्तों आज के टॉपिक से Or if you want to share some story, problem or confusion of your life, you can follow and reach out to us on Twitter at Abhas Mishra or connect with us on LinkedIn. Until next time, goodbye, stay tuned and stay blessed.